Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today we jump into the second pastoral epistle, the, the letter of 2 Timothy, which is written to Timothy, a young pastor in Ephesus, and it's written from Paul, uh, or written by Paul. And Paul and Timothy have a, a, an incredible relationship. It's very much like a father and son relationship. The Apostle Paul, he loves Timothy. He is discipled. He is mentored. He has cared for Timothy. And so as Paul's writing to Timothy, especially in this first chapter, Paul just expresses an affection and a longing. He, he affirms and acknowledges the sincerity of Timothy's faith. And, um, and then in that, Paul begins to give Timothy some, some encouragement. Now, Timothy has a bit of a reputation of being somewhat timid somewhat uh, fearful. And, uh, and maybe this is warranted. Maybe it just is these are encouragements because of the reality that sometimes ministry can be hard. And you think about first century ministry where really the world is against him. Um, man, it could be daunting. So Paul is regularly calling Timothy to, uh, to take courage, to take heart, to, to be strong, guard the good deposit, things like that. And so in this first chapter, what I want to look at is some of Paul's encouragement to Timothy uh, and really some of the reason why Timothy can be bold. Now, along with that, my hope is that you will see that for the same reasons that Timothy should be bold in his faith, for the same reasons that Timothy should not be gripped by fear, you should be bold in your faith. You and I, we should not be gripped by fear. So why don't you turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 6 through 8. In most Bibles, there's, there's a line break between verse 7 and 8, but, but these ideas connect really clearly. So let's walk through this. Paul says, for this reason, he's just talked about his affection for Timothy and the sincerity of, of Timothy's faith. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love, and self-control. Therefore, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Let's back up to the top here. Uh, Paul says, for this reason, we already said this is because of Timothy's sincere faith. He says, I know you have a sincere faith. And so fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Well, in the early church, the Holy Spirit would come and Timothy was part Gentile. And so the Spirit came to Timothy, not necessarily in what we would expect expect as the Spirit coming and dwelling in a believer the moment they believe. In, in that time period, there was a bit of a, there could have been a bit of a, progression as the Spirit affirmed Jewish believers and then it spread out further and further from Samaria into the ends of the earth, right? So Timothy might have, in the moment he came to faith, received the Spirit, or it might have been at a subsequent time. What we know, though, is that this happened through the laying on of Paul's hands. Paul likely prayed for him when he was trusting in Christ or later on, and it was evident that the Spirit of God was dwelling in Timothy. Now, as the Spirit of God, as it progressed in filling believers and indwelling believers as the gospel went into the nations, well, then we get passages like Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, that teaches us that the moment we hear and believe the gospel, we're sealed with that Spirit. 
And so for Timothy, it was a specific moment. For you and I, it was a specific moment. For you and I, it was not the laying on of someone's hands, but it was the moment we trusted and believed in Jesus and his death and resurrection. And so verse 7, Paul is saying, okay, for this reason, your sincere faith, I want you to fan and flame the gift. I want you to, I want you to, to recognize and, and engage and, and really believe and act like the Spirit of God dwells in you. And so he says, for God gave us a spirit. Let's listen to this description. Not of fear. He didn't give you a spirit of, some versions say, timidity. He didn't give you a spirit where you should be afraid of what's around every corner, where you should be afraid to, to risk for the sake of the gospel, where you should be afraid to say the right thing or to do the right thing, even in a culture that says what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. Because that's not the spirit you have. You don't have a spirit of fear. Instead, he says, but of power and love and self-control. I love the way these three play off each other. Power is you have the strength and the might to do the right thing. Love is you, you have the right heart as you do the right thing. It's not just I'm going to do the right thing regardless of what people want or need or, or how they feel. It's, no, I'm, I'm going to do the right thing. I have power. And then I'm going to do it with the right motives. I have motives. I have love. Power and love. And then self-control. Ah, I have to think of this as the ability to know how to use both power and love appropriately. See, if all you do is operate with power and like, I'm going to tell people the truth and, and you know, they just got to hear the gospel regardless of, of relationship or anything like that. Well, you probably are going to just run over people. You're going to railroad people. You're going to you just like push people over. But if all you do is say, you know, I'm going to love people and, and you have this affection for them, but that affection keeps you from speaking with power or directless, neither of those are effective ministry, but self-control allows you to know how to employ both power and love in the right way, in the right time, consistently. And then you get to verse 8. Therefore, because of the spirit you have in you, because you have power and love and self-control, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. He says, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, about his death and resurrection. And don't be ashamed of me, a prisoner, because I'm, I'm in prison for what? The testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. You know, Paul's instruction, his encouragement to Timothy is really Paul's instruction and it's his, his encouragement to you and to me. It's to not live in fear, but instead to remember that the Spirit of God dwells in the believer, giving us power to do what's right, giving us love to love and care for people well, and giving us self-control so that we can operate with both of those in the right measure. And so we should not be afraid to share the gospel. We should not be ashamed of the gospel. Instead, we should be willing to suffer. We should be willing to deal with people turning their backs on us or deriding us or calling us names or, or leaving us out. We should be willing in the first century and in some parts of the world today to suffer physical abuse and sometimes even martyrdom because we have a spirit power, love, and self-control that means regardless of the consequences, we, we can suffer. We can suffer because we have the Spirit in us. 
And this is our ancient way for our modern day. It's, it's to get us to consider the, the significance of the power we have in us, the love and the self-control, and then to act accordingly, even in a world that is antagonistic and hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is our ancient way for our modern day.